Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll provide an update on the changes happening at one of the largest nutritional snacking portfolios to ensure they can ride the Ozempic wave. But before we get started, I would love if you took 44 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Will upcoming changes to Atkins Nutritionals help them survive in the age of Ozempic? I'll decode that introductory statement a bit later in this content, but on October 24th of 2023, the Simply Good Foods company reported its fiscal 2023 fourth quarter earnings for the period ending August 26th of 2023. As I usually do on these quarterly updates, I'll start by running through some high-level financial data to update you on how the Simply Good Foods company performed recently, but more importantly, I'll use the earnings report, conference call, and any relevant publicly disclosed news to give context for my expanded strategic commentary on trends that are happening within the health and fitness snacking space. For those new to my content that might not be too familiar, the functional CPG brands that are within the Simply Good Foods company portfolio are Atkins Nutritionals, yes, originating from the Atkins diet, and Quest Nutrition. The portfolio had quarterly revenue of $320.4 million, which was up 16.9% year over year, that was a result of an impressive 13.4 percentage point volume increase and 3.5 percentage point price increase. The revenue was down 1.4% on a quarter-over-quarter quarter sequential basis. In terms of geographic performance, North America was up 17% year-over-year and international increased 11.7% year-over-year. Since this is the company's fiscal quarter four, I want to kind of quickly run through the annual performance as well, just to kind of update you guys. In the last 52 weeks, the Simply Good Foods company had revenue of $1.24 billion, which was up 6.3% year-over-year. That result was mostly coming from pricing actions because the portfolio's core volumes was down just slightly at 0.02 percentage points. But jumping back into some of the Q4 insights, the total Simply Good Foods retail takeaway for the 13 weeks ending August 27th, 2023, increased 10.2% in the U.S. measured channels coming from positive volume and price growth. If you combine the measured and unmeasured channels, retail takeaway was estimated at a positive 13%. Looking quickly at the margin side, the company had gross margins of 37.6%, which was up 50 basis points year over year and 90 basis points quarter over quarter. It was noted that the improving gross margins were the result of lower ingredient and packaging costs. Those product input costs coming down this quarter is important heading into fiscal 2024, as the company faced margin pressure throughout 2023 because of them. 
which caused a decrease in gross margin of 160 basis points compared to the previous year. Shifting deeper into individual brand performance, how about we switch things up a bit from the normal order and first take a deeper look at the recent performance of Quest Nutrition. If you haven't been following my quarterly Simply Good Foods commentary lately, you likely missed the, kind of to use a Halloween-like reference, Jekyll and Hyde performance of the two brands in this portfolio. Retail takeaway for Quest Nutrition across the track channels increased about 26% year-over-year, driven by almost entirely volume growth. The brand continues to outperform the active nutrition segment of the nutritional snacking category. This outperformance is being driven by an increase in household penetration, significant base velocity growth, increasing buy rates, distribution gains, and new product introductions. If we add in the unmeasured channels, the blended retail takeaway growth of Quest Nutrition lowers a bit due to e-commerce growth at 18% and the long-term trend of deprioritizing of the specialty channel. Looking at specific Quest Nutrition product categories more closely, bars and sweet snacks, retail takeaway growth was about 25%. That being said, salty snacks are where I'd argue the most excitement lies within the Simply Good Foods company as retail takeaway growth in the quarter was about 40%. Quest chips now make up just over 20% of the total Quest Nutrition revenue. Furthermore, 30% of the new users to the brand have come from chips. Despite the impressive growth in 2023, Quest Nutrition will invest more into a new marketing program and higher reach-based media plan that should give greater awareness in household penetration. This is important because despite the size of Quest Nutrition and it being a pioneer in the nutritional snacking category, the brand's household penetration is only 15%. But regardless, Quest Nutrition has proven it's one of the few brands that can successfully extend across multiple product forms. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's now look at how the Atkins Nutritionals brand performed during this quarter. As implied in the Quest Nutrition brand deep dive intro, it's been tough sledding lately for the weight management brand tied to the Atkins diet. Retail takeaway in U.S. measured channels for the brand was down 5.6% year-over-year. It's estimated that combining U.S. measured and unmeasured channels would result in about a 4% negative retail takeaway for the quarter. This is mostly driven by Amazon offsetting some of the measured channel softness by having retail takeaway growth of 12% year-over-year with the Atkins brand. Across the entire retail landscape, Atkins Protein Shakes had a slight positive retail takeaway growth year-over-year. Year. This growth was mostly driven by the performance of the brand's largest mass retailer, Walmart. On the other hand, Atkins Bars and Confections had negative quarterly year-over-year year retail takeaway growth. As a result, total buyers for the Atkins brand are about the same year-over-year, year, resulting in flat household penetration over the last 52 weeks. But let's talk about what all of that weak performance means and what actions the company is taking to change it, especially against the backdrop of weight loss drugs like Ozempic. 
as part of the new CEO's assessment of what is needed to unlock the high potential of the Atkins Nutritionals brand, a comprehensive revitalization plan was developed based on it continuously being called out in the earnings conference call. It seemed as if a major assumption of the consumer research was that 80% of consumers are looking to lose weight or maintain a healthy eating lifestyle. And Atkins is distinctly and uniquely positioned as the most trusted low-carb, low-sugar solution. Moreover, when consumers try Atkins products, they are pleased and delighted. So basically, it affirmed the internal belief that the juice was worth the squeeze when undertaking these upcoming Atkins brand and product investments. Simply Good Foods Company has developed what they call a five-point Atkins revitalization plan. The first focal area surrounds strengthening product innovation. As mentioned earlier, protein shakes, point-of-sale performance is good, so near-term innovation focus will be put on the bar segment of the business, which I believe is still the largest at Atkins. The company noted the second half of fiscal 2024 will see meaningful innovations start to roll out and they have a robust multi-year pipeline. While the Atkins products I've tasted lately would be considered good, Atkins is focusing on upgrades that deliver even better taste experience. These adjustments may also reduce cost and provide greater shelf life. I believe with flavor system and kind of sweetener advancements within functional CPG progressing so quickly, this should be an item of focus for every brand every few years. The second focal area addresses executional misses at some retail customers. This resulted in suboptimal assortments and price points. An example of this action point can already be seen in Atkins' recent transition from variety packs to straight pack, thus hitting a key price point in the club channel. Simply Good Foods will also double down at customers where they have strongest momentum. With the company's belief that the nutritional snacking category can double over the next like five to seven years, it's important for both Atkins and Quest Nutrition to act as the preeminent category leader and category advisor for its retailers. This is really taking out from the big CPG playbook where a company develops multi-year partnerships with retailers to build additional space and additional focus on a category. That moves them from more of a transactional approach to category leadership to a longer term, more strategic approach where it's about building plans together to double down on the category. And then the final focal area is around enhancing and modernizing the Atkins brand experience. And this is where that introductory statement starts to come into play. With Atkins, they need to figure out where the legacy brand sits in the evolving weight management category. I see Atkins, SlimFast, Weight Watchers, and others in this kind of similar bucket against the backdrop of the FDA approval of more and more pharmaceutical weight loss solutions. These new drugs are providing a customer experience that's closer to the image of a magic pill. That's an issue for every weight management brand, and they must navigate the reality that though these drugs have low penetration now, that could change quickly in the near-term future. Atkins has sustained its view that the age of Ozempic will be a tailwind for its business, but they need to adjust a few things for Atkins to be viewed as a friend of these weight loss drugs, not a foe. The first is a packaging refresh project that will modernize the Atkins brand and make it easier to shop. The second will be a comprehensive advertising and marketing plan that enhances the overall appeal of Atkins and relevance with users of weight loss drugs. With research showing that the majority of users want to eventually come off these weight loss drugs, Atkins will be communicated as a 
kind of a companion or even an off-ramp solution. Marketing investments are ramping up now to get in front of the important new year, new me season. Finally, Simply Good Foods Company made some organizational structure changes to ensure execution of this revitalization plan is done with excellence and a sense of urgency. In closing, if Atkins intends to ride the Ozempic wave, it will require a bit of patience to see meaningful results from consumer adoption. That's probably a silver lining because it will give the leadership team time to first stabilize the brand's marketplace performance. As a final note, I hope all of the Quest Nutrition employees and brand lovers that watch these videos aren't upset with the bulk of this content being focused on the portfolio's legacy brand counterpart. I'm sure Quest Nutrition will again drive growth in 2024, and I'll be back to praising its category domination. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 